0: And welcome to Cruising for a Reviewsin', the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and I'm joined by former guest Heather, who you may remember from my third episode on Oblivion. Yay! Thanks for joining me again,
1: Heather. No worries.
0: So I got Heather back for a very specific reason, because I think that my episode on Oblivion was hilarious and great. <laughs> and the movie that we're doing, I couldn't find anyone to do this one movie who no one no one had seen it. So finding someone who hadn't seen it wasn't the problem. It was the right person to watch this dryers like the Sahara fucking movie and make the podcast worth listening to. So,
1: <laughs> oh, so
0: flattering. <laughs> I'm saying you are so witty and funny and clever and i um, Report together will make this a bearable listen
1: oh god I hope so <laughs> because the movie was barely bearable
0: oh guys I'm Wow, I'm sorry. Like we, I mean, we're reviewing all all of the Tom Cruise movies, so we had no choice. Uh, so,
1: got to do the bad ones.
0: We got to do. We got to do them all. Yep. I would say this is probably Tom Cruise's worst
1: movie. You reckon? Yeah, even over Tropic Thunder. I haven't actually seen oh. Tropic Thunder, but I mean, he's just a small role in that.
0: And also, it's a funny movie. It's just
1: problematic as fuck.
0: Yeah, and I cringe to death thinking about it. But look, it's called Lions for Lambs. It's from 2007. It Is directed by Robert Redford, who also stars in it as Want to Do. I mean, Robert Redford has directed some good movies, but. This isn't one of them, (laughs) not even for a moment. I mean, we're getting to the plot. I don't know how we're going to go through this because it jumps all over the place, follows three different kind of storylines that are kind of
1: happening at a similar time. Yeah. And it's real fucking boring. It's like two conversations and one live action story. Yeah. And not even the
0: violence of the action scene could make this interesting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not even all those soldiers getting shot could make this fun. Shot right in the head. (laughs)
0: Oh, boy. Okay, well, just quickly, it's well, it's extremely well cast. Yeah. Like, it has Tom Cruise as a Republican senator called Jasper Irving, uh, who was interviewed by a journalist. journalist uh, I don't know, like she... One who's been around for a very long time. Uh, Janine Roth, who's played by Meryl Streep. Uh, we have Robert Redford playing a professor of political science at a university in California. That's oh, like, like,
1: <laughs> It's just this made-up, a uh, university.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, go A! <laughs> Uh, he's Professor Stephen Malley. He has a conversation with a real piece of shit called Todd Hayes, who I'll only refer to as Garfield from now on because his name is played by Andrew Garfield. And Heather is wearing a Garfield T-shirt. Yeah! So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't even realise when I put this on today that I was both relevant because of the actor in the film and also that it would piss off your husband dramatically, <laughs> who hates Garfield.
0: It was a good time. It's also got uh, Marco Pena as... Uh, one of the soldiers we'll talk about, Rodriguez, who has been in a lot of things. And otherwise, no one else. Really. Oh, who
1: was the um like head soldier, the commander? The, uh, Peter Berg. I don't know what he's from. I've seen him in a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah, but they were the main names. It's a very small cast. And
0: I'd say Robert Redford's probably the most we focus on the most, even though it's not really about him. But, you know, if you're going to put yourself in a movie, give
1: yourself the biggest role, baby. Him and Tom Cruise, I reckon, probably get about the same airtime. Oh, yeah, probably. He, Tom does a lot of Actually, maybe
0: then. Meryl Streep has a bit more mm-hmm. than anyone. Yeah. Just left it alone in the office for a while. Anyway, we're going to get into all that. So okay. this movie... 2007. So it's kind of, it's on the tail end of the war on terror post
1: 9-11 world. Well, the war on terror is still going. Yes. Well, well it's, but it's relevant to that. It's not long after uh, mission accomplished after they thought that they had kind of finished the job and then it kept going and it kept going and it kept going. Mm. It's still very relevant to 9-11. But it's they and they kind of say it at one point, it's gotten to a point where
0: people aren't still angry about 9-11. And so they have to sell anything that they're doing to try and stop terrorism. They still now have to sell it. Like, whereas I guess for the first five years after 9-11, it was probably a very easy sell yep. to the public because they're just like, yeah, get the terrorists. But now, in enough time that people are like, oh, yeah, this has been dragging on. Yeah, this. Uh, you said this was going to happen and it didn't. So it opens on uh, lots of. Uh, actually, it opens on Andrew Garfield watching the news and then all these pictures of files on approval ratings and whatnot. Mm. Uh, where in Washington D.C. where we meet Janine Roth, the journalist and she's meeting with Senator Jasper Irving Tom Cruise for an interview. So his whole shtick is they've got this new plan to have this like offensive strike or attack on the Taliban. In Afghanistan. In Afghanistan and
1: something about Iran that I don't quite understand. They're crossing (laughs) over through Iran. Okay so the way I understood it was firstly he was giving an interview to her which was like an exclusive there was no PR people there, it was just the two of them one-on-one mm-hmm. which apparently was unusual they were she was very surprised about that and he said off the record that they had evidence that iran was letting fighters cross from iraq to afghanistan straight through the middle of the country ah uh, yeah and um she's like is there proof of that and he's like well i can't i can't share it with you but he's saying i have that yeah okay that makes sense yeah. they kept showing a map of iran i'm
0: like oh god i missed something really important here <laughs> so yeah she's got this like really exclusive scoop uh she's i guess didn't the right Word, but she's kind of like critical of
1: why she's there. Is it just like a spin story? Why have you got me here? And he's also very appreciative of an article that she wrote early in his career that gave him a big boost Mm. and that touted him as like the future of the Republican Party. So that's why he's then come to her for this particular, thinking that he'll get the same sort of treatment. And yeah, yeah. So
0: they just basically need to sell what they're going to do to the public because the public are kind of a bit like "Hmm, hmm, not really into it. Yeah. that's how that's how the movie starts. Um, that's why we got to see the approval ratings because basically his approval ratings kind of suck ass, and yeah, they can't just do something like this and not expect to be some blowback, so they have to. Bin, I guess, is the best word for that. Uh, yeah, so our next thing that we see, we go to
1: Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. Just to backtrack a little, uh, I was very proud of the the bit where she explained we have this new plan, we're going to do this new offensive in Afghanistan, and she says, and when is this happening? And I said, right now. <laughs> and then he goes, 10 minutes ago. That it was just so predictable <laughs> yeah, it was so that I could tell <laughs> exactly what he was going to say. That's
0: why I – maybe I just don't understand journalism like – I guess if it's already happening, what are we spinning like? It's not like, I guess, well, actually, I guess is what her thing was. Like if you're just rushing into it, like, A, why do you need a journalist to do it? And which is when he wants the credit for it, I guess. Mm. And because, you know, they imagine they think it's going to go off without a hitch. But yeah, they still, even though it's
1: going to happen, no matter what, they still need it spin. So yes, he kind of points to one of the mistakes they'd made previously during the war on terror being bad PR. Mm. Like, you know, not actually looking at the, the military strategy just going, one of the mistakes that we made was bad PR. Mm-hmm. So this is him trying to do it correctly this yes. time. At the same time, we're actually
0: cutting to Afghanistan where some soldiers are being briefed about this new plan. They keep talking about stepping on necks on the Taliban, which is just such a violent sort of imagery. Yeah. Uh, they mentioned the thing about Iran. Again, like he's like, I can't say, but then he points to the map like, oh, secrets. Mm-hmm. While all that's happening as well, we go to a California university. <laughs> <laughs> Old Garfield mates going to a meeting with his professor of political science, Malley, and is basically discussing his grades. He's slacked off. I don't know how long he's been doing this class, but he's barely attending and his professor's like, why? He's like, well, it's because I've got a girlfriend now and I'm now the president of my fraternity and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, you know what university was like, we're so busy all the time. And he's like, mm, is that the reason though? <laughs> and his whole thing is, I want you to be motivated and passionate again because- I saw potential in you and you have so much ahead of you, but you're kind of squandering it. So here's the deal. I can give you a B and you don't have to come to any of my classes, don't have to do any more schoolwork, whatever you just you passed and you're done fine. Or you come to every single class from now on and become engaged again, and doesn't even sell him like you get an A for doing that. It's just yeah. Like, either you're engaged or you're not, but you've. Uh, it's not a very good deal. I'll be like, I'll take the B. Yeah. If, if I do become engaged at some point, like I still got, got that B guaranteed. Like yeah.
1: he would already proved through his exams that he was passing, but he wasn't he wasn't attending. Yeah. And that seemed to be the sticking point with the professor is that he wasn't engaged and he was trying to like fight his apathy. Yeah, which is very weird. Uh, Ben watched it with us and was just
0: yelling the whole time like, this doesn't happen. This never (laughs) fucking happens. This is not a thing that people do. And maybe it does. Maybe because we're not wealthy, privileged white boys in fraternities. Maybe that's how they are treated and the rest of us are just schlubbed out with the rest of them. Who knows? I doubt it. (laughs) Yeah, so he's given this kind of ultimatum. And also if you do opt for the other option, which is becoming more engaged, you also have to listen to my boring old man story about (laughs)
1: two other students and helped to get, become engaged. Gaff was like, oh. Yeah, he has like an hour-long meeting. Yeah. And you keeps looking at the clock during the conversation. Yep. And also Tom Cruise is having an hour-long conversation. Yes. Like so, yeah, yeah same everything's, happening. everything's happening at the same, yep. at the
0: same time. In D.C., in Afghanistan, and in a Ocal-
1: California <laughs> university.
0: <laughs> Why don't you just make up a name for the university? Stupid. Thing. So yeah, everything's happening in, in the chopper, about to instigate this plan in Afghanistan. In Washington, Roth is questioning this new plan. Yeah, he, he mentions the whole Taliban, yeah, Taliban traveling across Iran. And he also mentions something about it being nuclear potential. Yeah, so in Afghanistan, the soldiers are in the chopper. They're looking at
1: the spot. I thought it was the landing spot, but it mustn't, I don't know. They were talking about it not being a good landing spot. And yeah. that's kind of when they got attacked. Yeah, so they were being shot at. Like you just see a guy in a helmet, get his head half blown off. Yeah. Yeah, bullets are tearing through people. There's lots of spurting blood. Yes. So I guess that's how they were kind of like spicing the movie up. Let's make the blood spurt. There's like four white people having boring conversations and like, (laughs) but also blood and guts. (laughs) Jeez. During that, one of the guys, one of the soldiers falls out of the chopper. So
0: Rodriguez, who we find out very, very soon, is one of the students that Mally was talking about, you know, engaging. He falls out and his mate Finch ends up jumping out to help him, Mm -hmm. uh, which is very brave but also feels very reckless because they don't have,
1: they don't have parachutes on They don't have parachutes. it was
0: very weird. They just jump out because it's snow but you know still there's a lot of rocks down there and the helicopter you see is not like crashing but it's on bit on fire and mm. I don't know it's taking it looks damage. like a, some pretty bad times for that helicopter. Back at the university Mellie is asking why Garfield stopped being in, interested in classes and that's when Garfield has this big fucking rant about how like his apathy comes from you know nothing really matters and oh no what else, what else did you say? Oh, he's talking about, he's jaded about politicians um oh, yeah, like, political science. You know you know, someone's going to run for presidency when they announce that they're not running for president and then they suddenly do and how it's
1: all like, it's all more about celebrity yeah. than it is about. And it's getting blowjobs under the desk and like, yeah, it talks about the corrupt politicians and the theatre of it all and appears to be very jaded about the science of it just being about getting elected and not being about policy and helping world or whatever.
0: Yeah, which I feel like Malik correctly points out. I'm like, okay, so what are you fucking doing about that then? Apart from just not going to classes anymore. And he's like, what's the point? what's the
1: point? I know it's it's all going to suck anyway. Why even bother? This was not Andrew Garfield's best acting. No. He looks like such a baby. And he keeps doing the same facial expressions into mm. like mm. twisting my head like a little puppy. What? <laughs> a little confused? What are you what are you trying to say to was me? Was this before Puff- Spider-Man? Oh yeah, I'm sure. How do you when Spider-Man came out? So this was what 2007? Yes. Amazing Spider-Man was 2012 oh, so a long time before.
0: yeah, my goodness, uh, and his tiny little facial hair fluff <laughs>
1: he's got some bum fluff going
0: on, oh, and he's wearing the worst Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that is accurate with a college-aged kid. I guess when we were in uh, New Orleans years ago, I saw a big group of dudes who, obviously from a fraternity, going on like a big drinking pub crawl through New Orleans, and they were all wearing different color, mostly pastel, like polo Ralph Lauren shirts and like yeah, um, not khaki, like the off-white kind of shorts and the boat shoes and everything. They're all dressed like that, like non-ironically, with like, and some of them even wearing so many of them, like shirts, like and you can see all the colors, different levels of colours
1: i remember that like this is what
0: 2013 like guys so yeah maybe things that we think we kind of think old men would wear is exactly what college students like to wear in the u.s it's awful even malik and has a got him like what's that she's like uh, the show is like 80 dollars like how dare? you like well you, you go wrapped off my dude you wasted 40 of those dollars <laughs> at least 40 of those dollars unless that is from fucking from Tommy Bahamas, that's it. <laughs> Where they're about $80 fucking, the ugliest shirts on earth, but because it's Tommy Bahamas, you want them. So it all goes to like alcohol on them as well. Like no. it's a Hawaiian shirt with cover. Oh, it's so bad. It's so great. That was the one I was sharing that was like um, Dumb and Dumb as a rum and rummer and it had the two parrots that looked like <laughs>
1: Sounds awful It's the
0: worst and I can't <laughs> wait to buy it <laughs> Yeah Flashing to Afghanistan both soldiers are badly injured um, There's you know the head dudes I don't know any military term You think I know some after reviewing so many fucking military movies but some military guys who <laughs> are a bit more powerful than the soldiers are like we well, have to save these guys and they're like working out their plan Yeah They're gonna do this and something about Back at HQ They're watching yeah. through like infrared and they can just see little black dots where they are because they're watching and they're like are they even alive and then they the Taliban they can hear approaching so they shoot off around to scare them off and they're
1: like oh they're alive so they can see obviously it's some kind of heat what's a heat vision they can see the bodies they can see bodies approaching and then they could tell the muzzle flare Mm. The shot, um, which confused me at the start. I'm like, how can they see this so clearly? Possibly they can't. Possibly this is just movie magic.
0: Yeah, because I'm like, so can satellites focus that well I you could know.
1: see someone half submerged in snow
0: in the dark? Yeah, on a mountaintop. Yeah, who knows? Not us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are not great military <laughs> strategists.
0: <laughs> not even. I don't even know what the rank is above so corporal. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything. Double corporal. <laughs> Big boss man (laughs) with a cigar. Roth is continuing to question the plan. Um, They're talking about things like diplomacy, like why can't they use some more diplomacy? And he's like, don't fight terror or attacks. We were attacked.
1: Don't respond to an attack with diplomacy. Like, he's so soundbitey, and I mm. guess that's the point he's talking to a journalist. But he's got that like slick, soundbitey politician thing down. Tom Cruise is very good at it. And then <laughs> we were discussing uh, is Tom Cruise going to ever be an actual politician? Will he run for
0: president? Because he's very good at this. Yes, we're all having a big argument because you two were all like, oh, he'd be he'd so be Republican. I'm like, no, he fucking wouldn't. I reckon he would. And I know you're convinced because he'd play such a good Republican in this movie that you think he'd be a good Republican this movie took ages to watch because we kept pausing to argue about <laughs> <laughs> these sort of things and then we talked about how good would be as a president like he's you know, got the charisma he's got the charisma to get in I think to overcome people's aversion to Scientology and you know superstar power and appeal and the church would fund it yes he'd um, be, no, I mean he's worth half a billion dollars so he'd fund it very easily himself I suppose Yeah, he would I mean like, even if he was a Republican like I was saying he'd if he put half soft, yeah he'd be a soft a softer Republican, mm. but I still think he'd be Democrat. But I think if he put even just a quarter of the energy that he puts into movie making into politics, he'd be a great politician.
1: Like he would just—that just, is a man who
0: is very into what he does. I'm
1: having visions of him doing press conferences and then like just grabbing onto the bottom of a helicopter and, and just lifting flying off out. away from it. Just <laughs> he just comes in with like a smoke <laughs> flare <laughs> and he just like flips in. I'm taking that question on notice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tom Cruise! Just <laughs> runs. <laughs> Just, Just starts running away. <laughs> Look how fast I can go. Everyone's <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, I see how fast he was. And immediately distracted.
0: Our president's faster than your president. One the friends like, grabbing their collars. <laughs> <laughs> he's really fast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just punching other world leaders in the face. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. Challenging them to foot races. Look, Imagine well, if world peace was achieved because <laughs> Tom Cruise just beat everyone in a race. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> if I win, you have to give up your
0: nuclear weapons. Like, oh, I've been training for this for years. <laughs> and then Tom Cruise just fucking blitzes him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the world I want to live in. So yeah. So what else is he talk about? You know, she asks about why not bring troops home, and just you know, talking about terrorism and all this sort of stuff. And while he's kind of ranting about you know we we are attacked and everything, this is like power move of taking off his jacket and putting on the special jacket, resting. Oh yeah. That you seen an antique shop for like an exorbitant amount of money, like the a little big wooden f- coat hanger thing. Yeah, and he's wearing a very snappy vest underneath. It made me feel sick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the vest and the white shirt with the long sleeves underneath and then the, like, blue and red and white striped tie. I was just like, ugh. I had, a, like, a visceral reaction to the sliminess of it. It's kind of, like, but it's definitely an idolised version of what a politician looks like in that so
0: many of them look like fucking scruffy pieces of shit. Like, that really polished politician. I don't think we we
1: see that a lot. Oh, you get it, though. Especially not Republican. There's so many of them that's fucking scruffy. Think about, scruffy. like, Mitt Romney and stuff. Like, yeah, That kind of like very conservative Mm. um, maybe
0: I'm thinking of fucking all of Trump's cronies who all look fucking they're not regular politicians. Unbrushed fucking (laughs) hair like (laughs) Bannon when he's just fucking looks like he rolled out of bed and you're like oh you're also dirty, rumpled what the hell, get your clothes clean guys like the previous generation of Republican politicians who were all very slick or even yeah Bush who was in president at the time of this film
1: was even though he was a big fucking piece of shit he was always well presented and but he had a bit of a bumble-ish bumble Boyish yeah. thing, which was part of his charm. I'm doing inverted comments here, part of his charm. Now um, so we got a
0: second term. Just like, <laughs> look at that goofball. Just have,
1: trying his best. No, he's not! I'll never forget when he was reading to children and he had the children's book upside down, which
0: is so much. Of that is so wild. Just I don't know why politicians and presidents keep doing that thing, because it's nothing but hilarious meme fodder afterwards. Well, who was one like one of them was a kid was like rolling his eyes or asleep on the <laughs> desk when Trump or Pence or someone was At the school.
1: (laughs) Oh, boring. Who cares? I don't care about this guy. God. When's big lunch?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, as he's raving about implementing, uh, justifying basically the speed in which they're implementing this plan. Power moved the jacket off. Uh, We're back to Taliban. Sorry, back to
1: Afghanistan. He talks about, sorry, just when he's doing his big rant, he Mm. says that um, she asks him about the human cost of this particular plan and he says they thought very deeply about it and then she says, so how much are you thinking? And he kind of avoids the question, but he says, you know, however many years it takes, 10 years, whatever it takes That's right. to love- win. I
0: left a line open for that because
1: I was like that's a really good bit and then I, everything kept moving on too fast and yeah. I've forgotten
0: all the line. Yeah, so made, he made a big deal about whatever it takes and she made a big right, like, whatever it takes in her pad. We go back to Afghanistan. The Taliban are approaching Rodriguez and Finch. Yeah, so they know they're alive and everything. They're um, both very hurt as well. Yeah, so they work out that Rodriguez has like a really bad compound fracture in his leg and Finch is actually one of his legs is jammed in the snow really badly and he can't yeah, get out so he keeps kind of stuck. Trying to dig him where he's out, but then you'll turn around and talk to Rodriguez and then, you know, shoot some rounds at the voices of the Taliban who are approaching and everything. But yeah, they're, they're pretty bad shape. But they're like, oh, hey, we here for each other, we're
1: best friends. Then we go back to the professor. <laughs> yes. And he talks about a particular lesson with Todd yes. where he said that he hadn't done the reading and then he went on a big rant about tax uh, dollars. Using tax dollars to fund for clean needles mm. for people who are addicted to drugs. Um, and he's like, why don't we have a drunk driver's lane? Because yeah. that could also reduce injuries. Yeah, making yeah, making illegal
0: activities safer. And I'm like, that's not aim my dude, and everyone in the class is literally doing that. They're like, "You what? Yeah, and like you didn't even do the reading." And you have he's like, oh, "I'm, I can use my brain, can't
1: I?" Oh, like, oh fucking he's, punch him! He's doing the devil's advocate thing, which yeah. Ben was getting very angry about because he was having flashbacks to his own phase yeah. of being <laughs> the argumentative devil's advocate when you're talking about things that don't affect you in the slightest. Yep,
0: yeah, this I don't understand what this is in any context, but I'm sure going to give you my opinion on it no matter what. Which I think he brought that up to Garfield to be like, "I don't
1: know what was his point." He like was talking were. about how he was still engaged, yeah. even though he wasn't. He hadn't done the work. He still had the. Uh, I guess he still was able to form opinions and argue for them. Yeah, like off. he was cuff. still. He
0: was still just engaged in in it, even though he was really starting to fall off a bit. He still wanted to have an opinion and talk instead of just now not turning up for anything.
1: Then we go back to Meryl and Tom again, and she's asking more about the particular strategy where they're using small platoons mm. to sort of ferret out the enemy and her saying then they don't have much support because they're small and this seems really dangerous. And she starts talking about, does she talk about Vietnam? She references another. Yeah. She
0: says basically 1968, which is going to be Vietnam and how they had a very similar plan and it failed dismally and probably resulted in the war being lost and everything. He just
1: kind of fobs it off. Like he says, oh, did you see that on, did you TiVo the History Channel? And I got very excited by the reference to TiVo because it's a long long time.
0: The thing that never made it to Australia
1: and I always wanted it. I remember hearing about it on Oprah when it first became a thing in America and I was like, what is? I had a houseman who had one. Oh, really? I think he imported it or something, I don't know, but he managed to set it up and get it running here kind of ahead of when it was supposed to launch in Australia. It was pretty amazing at the time.
0: And it's such a good name,
1: like TV. never know.
0: Yeah. All of us with our fucking rattly VCRs trying to remember <laughs> to record things. Remember when you could just like in the TV guide, there'd be like a number. You could actually, if you're G-code. Yeah, and then if your VCR was advanced enough, you could actually program that in and it
1: would actually record yeah yeah we then we use that like twice uh, we set that up for my grandma and we had to reteach her how to do it every week because she would always be like it didn't work like you just press the code in here and then oh yeah i just press record all day and then just watch <laughs> i missed my episode of tag it <laughs> uh, amazing and yeah. she, she notes in that about the, you know, it not working and how that war was over quite quickly and even World War Two was over in like five years and here we are, how many years out of the start of the war on terror and we're still going any kind of...
0: I think he also, I don't know if it's right now or at some point, and he talks about, like, what happened to you as a journalist. You're all wind sockets, I think he says. Oh, he calls her a windsock. Wind so- yeah, where just air comes in and you just you turn Whichever
1: way the wind blows. Yes.
0: And which is what he kind of wants, I thought. So I don't know why he was sort of attacking her about that. But it gets her thinking because when he leaves the office, he has to go go do something, and she's left alone in the
1: office and starts having a wander around looking at all the pics on the wall, which terribly photoshopped a lot of them. Oh, God. So funny! You could like the one where you've got Tom Cruise posing with like George Bush in one of a very famous photo of George Bush, and it's so badly photoshopped. Like we know he wasn't Tom Cruise wasn't there at the time, alone. The (laughs) The bad Photoshop. He's cut around really badly.
0: It just oh, it made me really angry. (laughs) Like Photoshop definitely existed then, so. And it was better than that in 2006. Come on! All I'm trying to think what else there were like him and Condoleezza Rice, and him with some army guys. The the Dalai Lama. and there's like a little scarf in the frame as well. And there's a picture of uh, a young Tom Cruise but which is actually a, not a still, like, an actual promo photo from TAPS, the movie <laughs> of 1981. I love those little things where it's, like, throwback to – because I've seen in other Tom Cruise movies they've, like, taken actual pictures, famous pictures of him as a young guy. But I think – oh, no, there's – I think in Night and Day, there's one of him as a young kid, but then there's one of him in the army. I think it's from, it's from Taps, TAPS as well. <laughs> and they're like, oh,
1: thank God. I mean, it's very useful having him posing in military regalia in front of flags when he was a baby. Yeah.
0: Uh, so as she, she's looking around at all of these pictures, she actually sees – the cover of a Time magazine that he was featured in a few years ago, which is the one referenced earlier. And it also has the cutout of the first like two paragraphs of the article and it's by her and it's talking about how he's an up and, up and comer and he might you know get the GOP going where it needs to be and you know very hopeful and optimistic about this up and coming young scamp Mm. and she sees that and I think she kind of has like a moment where she's like oh yeah I used to be a really good journalist hey she has a bit of a crisis yes a moral yeah a moral quandary about oh what am I doing here Mm. and why am I a journalist sort of thing now we go to a slightly different timeline I guess it's what Mally is telling Garfield about the other students so we see Rodriguez and finch when they were in his class and they're quite nervous so they're, they're
1: doing a presentation
0: yeah they set up that they are actually scholarship students they are both on the on sports team and that they were obviously really nervous because they're not academically gifted. like it must be a big oh, deal to be and they're from poorer backgrounds yeah and they, they're very nervous and then they make they break the ice they're making jokes about affirmative action and everything yeah and everyone's like ha, ha, ha. they know that they're poor yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's pretty shitty yeah
0: yeah, so they go through their report that they're doing to the class. And even though, I mean, it must have been set like mid 2000s, but oh, I guess maybe we still were using overhead projectors.
1: I was still using PowerPoint stuff when I was at uni. Oh, no, that was
0: like an old fashioned. Well, the yeah, clear slides.
1: O-H-T, Actually, yeah. I think, you know, that was still. Oh, do you know what that is? Do you know what that accessible. is? That's
0: the movie saying, look how poor they are. They couldn't <laughs> even afford a computer. So they had to. No,
1: even at that time, it was
0: probably more expensive to go get things printed onto the clear yeah. plastic to. Anyway, I used to love doing that stuff. Like, nothing better than photocopying and it's like, ah, oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> piece of plastic with all my dumb writing all over it. Uh, so they're talking about engagement. I don't actually know exactly what they were going on about, but they were talking about how America does so little internally, but then is so engaged abroad. Yeah. So like they talked about uh, where there's diplomatic officers and consulates and everything around the world and you know, all the things they do with war and everything. And other students are like biting back and responding, mostly white dudes, just being like, oh, maybe it's because now you, there's two different times that you compared to like, there's more countries now than,
1: oh, okay. Thanks yeah. for your input, dude. I liked how every time they sort of started to give their case and then someone in the audience argued with them, their very next slide was the response. Was, was the, the exact answer. right answer. It's like, oh yeah well you think I didn't know that here's my response and it was always the very next thing
0: yeah and then like something out about like how much would that cost oh because they're talking about like kind of like I guess how they have in career and stuff where you serve after high school you serve a draft a draft and but there's like instead of doing junior school everyone does a year in the peace corps or something internally in America to try and do better and like how much is that going to cost and like well the next slide will reveal exactly this many dollars and it's cost this much to to send a kid to school but it would only cost this much much to do
1: this. And so yeah, they had their answers and those clear pieces yeah. of plastic. So they were arguing for a draft or for people to do like apprenticeships with the reserves and that everyone in junior year, they just remove junior year and make everyone do a year of service basically. Mm. And everyone was like, ah, oh, it's gonna cost so much money. Ugh. and they had, you know, all their their arguments about why the education system was kind of failing people and this would make people more engaged. Uh it would also give them more connection to their country and like th- that was their argument. And then and everyone's <laughs> like well, what
0: about you then? What are you gonna do? You're just talk and talk up there, like blah blah blah. And they're like, look at each other, and they're like, put it. They, they each have a slide, and they both slide at the same time, and it's their letter saying their induction for joining the army. Yo Oh wow. And they everyone in the class is shocked and so upset, and, and Mally's like, what? <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, so they're like, yeah, we're putting our money where our mouth is. I'm like, no one is asking the poor students who fucking, you know, barely there by the skin of their teeth and actually trying to get an education of just fucking being a devil's advocate all the time. And meanwhile, you know, you've got to make your extra point and fucking, oh,
1: deeply upsetting. So Robert Redford makes the point that he's very much against this. He takes them yes. out to dinner. He tries to talk them out of it. He earlier on had mentioned Andrew Garfield how it tends to be the people whose society treats poorly who then fight for their country yep. ahead of the people who aren't being treated as poorly who are privileged and who, who mm. will stand back and they'll let the, the people who are being treated terribly by their country fight for that same country which is
0: yeah, the whole that's how the whole fucking military works in the u.s i guess is yeah. that they say well come fight for us so you get a free education and like oh fuck yeah i need it but it's absolutely fucked as we all know i think i've discussed this in a previous couple of podcasts about fucking more <laughs> movies i've been reviewing in this thing <laughs> it cuts back to them now they can see the taliban approach and they're watching on the infrared thingo and everything's oh yeah that's they talk about they're gonna blow it up and then try and pick them up which yeah, terrifying. In DC, Irving comes back and that's when Roth has kind of taken a change of heart and she tells him this little quick story about when her the company she worked for got taken over and, yeah, basically, yeah, I became a windsock, like you said.
1: Like it was just easier. It, they became committed to ad revenue over when they were previously more a journalistic company or
0: Yeah, whatever. And he's like, oh, thank you so much for telling me this story. And that's when she sort of gets a little bit hard. She like I, I want to know, like, how do I verify the story that you've been telling me and he's like i'll send you information
1: infrared footage and gun footage or something yeah
0: but i'll I'll send it to you so it can be verified and she i think she's become a little bit more engaged herself i guess this thing with this movie is engagement
1: (laughs) (laughs) except for us who are like lying on the couch like oh i'm so not engaged with this and she also brings up a draft at that point and he's like we don't need a draft because we'll succeed we just need public goodwill Yeah, so we've got
0: everything we need we just need the public to back us at this point and that's that's your role. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he also asks her really like aggressively if she wants to win the war on terror because she's kind of arguing a little bit and she just can't answer. It's like, oh, this is a yes or no question. And she's like, no, it's not. It's fucking <laughs> plenty of gray areas, dickhead. But then he's interrupted. And from what we think, he must get at the call that's going ahead, but they've lost a couple
1: of soldiers already. Yeah. He's got the update from the war room, the, the headquarters that we were seeing before.
0: Yeah. He kind of counters that. I think she, the way their expressions play off each other, she can See that something's he's heard bad news, mm. but then he's trying to talk about like suddenly talking about, you know, we, we, I feel really bad for anyone that loses their life in this, but we're doing it for the right reasons and everything. And I think she's like, Oh, okay, something bad's happened, and you're just trying to spin this a little bit more to me, so I don't know what's going on. He
1: talks about he's sick and tired of being humiliated by little tribal ragtag gangs, like it's just leaning on saying something racist, but he yeah, he's never, actually he never does. yeah, he's too fucking. He refers to their medieval beliefs, yes. Yeah, it's here. just that or getting there
0: all the time, you're like, and it doesn't quite hit it. You're like you you know he's a scumbag, but he's very good
1: at he's not being got a, it controlled. Yeah.
0: Very controlled, scumbaggery. He also says as she's leaving, she's mentioned something about presidency and he's like, Don't worry, I don't want to be president. Oh which he, is,
1: he says, I'm not running for president. Yes, yeah, I
0: yeah, like, oh that's that thing that was said earlier by that Garfield guy. Uh so when she leaves, like she she's looking at her notes, which is all shorthand, except for whatever it takes. Like, that really stuck with her. Each letter out properly. And, you know, she had, there's like a montage of her looking sadly at um, DC buildings and then the military graveyard with all the really stark white graves. And she's like, oh. The symbolism, so the
1: symbolism, the <laughs> symbolism. So many
0: symbols. Oh, my God. Over in Afghanistan, they actually do set off the bombs, uh, blow things up around them. They're like, the poor guys are fucking panicked and I don't blame them because they're very injured and then all these fucking bombs are going up. Like, do they know we're here? Like, <laughs> but yeah, they bomb them all and they don't quite get everyone because more Taliban keep approaching. And, yeah, I think at this point, Finch has dug himself out and has managed to crawl over to his friend. Together. Yep. Yeah. Garfield is uh, back at the uni. Uh, Garfield is asking about The Great of these two students. Oh, Mellie's kind of like, "That's, that's not the point. But the point is here, they were so engaged. Even though I didn't want them to go to war, I respected their reasons for wanting to go join the armed forces. Yeah, it doesn't matter what their grades were. It was all about how engaged they were and how willing they were to commit to what they
1: thought was right. Better to try and fail than fail to try.
0: Yeah, and, and he's like, "What's the point of that if the, if the result's the same?" And I'm like, "Here here it comes, a really profound thing from Rover." It's like, "Well, at least they tried." I'm like, "That there's so many better things you can say." And like, "Well, at least they can sleep easy at night knowing that they you know did what they said they were going to do." And he's like, "At least they tried." and like. Fuck off
1: out of here with this fucking script. Yeah. <laughs> it falls flat. It just over and over again. Doesn't You're waiting for something and it just keeps falling flat.
0: Like I get you get the fucking point they're trying to make and I'm like, I still don't fucking care.
1: Even though normally like in real world
0: examples of this, I'd be like, yeah, I fully agree, and I'll debate this, but this fucking movie version, yawn. So
1: then we get back to the journalist's office. Meryl is back at headquarters of the newspaper or wherever she yeah. works. I've completely forgotten already. A newspaper shop. <laughs> <laughs> the news place. Yeah, and she sort of goes into her boss's office and explains that she had this one-on-one meeting with him. And he's him. like psyched. She's like, he's oh, like, oh, this yes. is
0: great. So let's you know, tell me what it is. And she's like, no, it was all bullshit. I have this really bad feeling. He's like, feelings. You're not
1: paid for feelings. You're paid for words and things. Facts don't care about your feelings. <laughs> I'm Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> and also Steve Irwin, apparently. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I don't know where that voice
0: came. No, from. That was great. <laughs> That's how all newspaper bosses sound now. <laughs> She's. I think I want to write a story about what I think is happening, and it'd be much better. I don't want what I've been told is just propaganda, and I don't want it. And he's like, "What you want to write is not going to be written. What he, we need to write, what he said, it's news. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah." And he's like, "So something about women's intuition." And you're like,
1: eat shit." <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, So women's woman's intuition. And yeah, they have a bit of an argument about well, what happened to you? You used to have morals kind of debate about yeah. it. Yeah. And she has a bit of a cry and he has a bit of a conscience for a second and then he's like, no, you need to do the story.
0: Yeah, and she's like, I, I can't write the story that he gave me. Like, straight up, I just, I can't do it. So we don't actually know. When, like, they don't resolve Yeah, that. Um, she
1: just has a cry in the car looking at the graves.
0: Yeah, it's like, does she stick to it? Because he uses things against her, like, your mum's needs full-time care and you're this, that, you 57, like, what are you going to do? If, if you lose your job here for writing the story you want to write, what's going to happen to you? And which is an awful
1: w- position to be put in. We do see the news ticker at the very end, which mentions the new offensive. So, yes. Yeah, so she makes,
0: yeah, I guess it's implied that she's made the choice that sucks, but it's probably right for her given all the fucking threats. Hidden threats is like, what are you going to do if you lose your job? Mm-hmm. And yeah, also go back to Afghanistan. Fucking racist nonsense
1: about tallies or something. Clean mm-hmm. those fucking tallies out which I think just the Taliban. Um, Goodbye. So they like start bombing again. And our two soldiers realise that they're about to be caught. The Taliban are right on Yeah, they're
0: they're quite close. And Rodriguez is the one who's the most hurt. He's like, you can get out of here. Just, you know, just leave me. And like, no, I'm not leaving you. You're my best friend. It's so foolish. And like, I mean, I've never been in this situation. I don't know how, but I'm pretty sure I would have covered myself in snow and pretended to be a rock (laughs) (laughs) and see how that got me. Because instead they stand up and they just, just you know, finally as a telena coming over the the rise and one of them lifts up his gun a bit and they're just shot to death, just yep. blown to bits. And then within seconds, the next bomb strike comes and would have killed all those um, but it also may guys. have killed them. Oh, I think it was they hadn't really moved that much so it, they probably would have been fine.
1: But it, it also prevented, I guess, earlier on they mentioned that they're worth more Alive. captured yeah. and tortured than yeah. they are dead. So they removed that from the equation by yep. heroically standing up and getting themselves I'm shot. Trying. I'm such a... like, And the, sort of like they Achieve nothing. This yeah. big statement about them going off to war and they like it sort of didn't help anyone. No. They just died for no real gains. And yeah,
0: for this plan that was probably doomed to fail from the beginning because they won't don't look back at history at all. And yeah, they they die. And oh yeah, the heli- the rescue helicopter would have come straight away. Like it was already coming. Like anyway,
1: real big disappointment. Back at uni, they the professor has a bit of a a final say. Says that there's you're your own man now. You're already an adult. You you're making adult decisions this is up to you what you decide to do and he's like you're never going to be the same you that you are now and so
0: you should make the most of that because you're never going to be this bright-eyed bushy-tailed kind of person so I'm like whatever adult decisions that you make later you'll realize only when you're like 10 steps too deep into the into the decision and there's no backing out so you know make the most of your youth and you
1: know be engaged in things that you're passionate about and gives a lot to think about <laughs> <laughs> and after this like hour-long pep talk with this student where he's like I'm giving you a free grade if you engage more and like putting all this effort into this one white guy argumentative yeah. little snot-nosed white guy then his next student is like it's my turn to She's talk like, to you you're I'm sorry late. your office says eight o'clock and it's way after eight can I please come in she comes in he's like okay and he's
0: like well don't you want to hear my answer and he's like eh, I don't care and so Garfield sort of leaves and the young black female student's kind of like this grade you can't be right like it's yeah, and you look at it like this woman is like no you I I did so I tried so hard and I've got this shit grade meanwhile he's giving all this effort to
1: this yeah. old guy who doesn't care Who's he's putting all this time into this white boy and the girl he's kind of like distractedly not really listening to her yeah
0: <sighs> and, you're like, vomit. <laughs> and yeah the film ends with old mate going home back to his very flash looking frat house yes like i guess frat houses don't all look like he's the shit like they do in movies his housemates watching tv and like some oh, what's the name of the celebrity like little bulldog or something <laughs> <laughs> so stupid so you the, know some sort of scandal and down the bottom is some scrolling text and it's just which yeah there's that she didn't she went against what her better judgment and she just reported the news as she was told to and it's just scrolling across saying there's the new offensive um, plan that's going into Afghanistan and you just see him thinking like
1: hmm I don't
0: know what he's thinking for some reason when I first watched this movie I thought that he saw something about these two soldiers have died and that made him like oh which had been even better but no instead he just saw the news that as the senator wanted it to be spun and he's
1: kind of like now suddenly I want to be engaged much to think about and that's it that's the movie it is oh my god it was so, like, I believe in a lot of the messages yes. that this movie was giving us. War is bad. We should be active in our political beliefs. We should do things.
0: Yeah, the money spent on wars abroad could be so much better spent internally, like getting people to stop being homeless, helping people with drug addiction, yeah. helping people with out of poverty and everything that can be done so easily with just a fraction of the military budget. Instead, it's not. Instead of doing that in an engaging, fun, interesting way, it was done so fucking middle of the road
1: it was so preachy I yeah. felt like Robert Redford was just preaching stuff I already know at me mm. okay maybe imagine I wasn't as engaged in this stuff already I would have felt condescended to yes it was, very, it was very condescending it was very preachy it was very boring and it was boring on top of all that too oh. so yeah it's just and I noticed in his office mm. the books on the shelves were all about Vietnam oh, they were they? nearly all about Vietnam there was also one called. Hang on, I wrote it down. No easy victories and Vietnam and yeah, it was all it was all Vietnam books. So all of this war stuff was kind of through a Vietnam lens. Yeah, like it was very much cool. referencing Vietnam. Well, they
0: did say like he had fought in war in. They look at a picture of him when he was in Vietnam. Yeah, and how a bunch of the soldiers had died and ones in jail now and everything. He's like the worst scar I got was protesting after the fact. I go back and shows a scar on his head and like that's what I've done. And you know, Garvin
1: has a crack at him for he says Are you recruiting me? To yeah, like, Are you
0: recruiting me? And then it's like, well, you, what have you done? Like if you can't do teach and all that sort of stuff. And yeah. Yeah, the, oh, Manly's idea is that he's, he may not be able to do much, but he can inspire his students to do more. And anyway, it's
1: just like dry is the word, the best word to describe this. And it's so American centric. Like I, I yeah. realize that this is post 9-11 and they're looking at the war on terror, you know, but there's no point of view from an Islamic person. There's no yeah. point of view from the countries that they're fighting in. There's no other world interests. It's only it's America. And so, like, when I looked up how this movie fared, like, it, I don't, I didn't, don't know if it completely bombed, but they're
0: like, they were really disappointed in how much money it made in the first week in Europe. And I'm like, why would a European person want to watch this fucking movie? Yeah. Like, the English would barely be interested in this. Yeah. So, no one, yeah, it just, it, the movie didn't do very well. And, like, Tom Cruise was just, in it because he really respects Robert Redford and wanted to be in one of his films and I don't know why the fuck Meryl Streep was in this <laughs> you know she's probably just mates with like she's been in at least one movie with Redford so yeah. maybe and
1: she was trying
0: like she's I mean she, she was excellent like when she's yeah. getting flappy at her boss and she's like taking off her jacket and she's like why is it so hot in here like she's freaking like she gave it her good. all yeah. yeah but she yeah there's only so much you can fucking do so anyway not a great movie uh, <laughs> it's, no. it's, it's it's one of the very few Tom Cruise movies I don't actually own on DVD, which sucks because my internet kept dropping out and my TV. <laughs> and this movie kept dragging the fuck on when we weren't arguing about Tom Cruise being president. <laughs> the TV was dropping out, which is fucking wild. Yeah, so this
1: is the part where we'd normally go into Tom Cruise'sms, but not a cruisey movie, really. I mean, he was whipping out his kind of charming smile a bit. Yes, but not not even as much as look at any of his other more dramatic roles where he still didn't yeah, do the big slime, Tom
0: Cruise yeah. smile. He was yeah, definitely more. He was playing a very good p- politician. It was charming yeah. and kind of slimy and gross. I mean, I know I'm biased, but <laughs> I didn't get the same sort of Tom Cruise charisma as I got. Yeah, he was he doing was... a different kind of charisma than yep. what his normal Tom Cruise charisma is. But, like, yeah, it's it's literally just him in his office and he walks in and out of his office once. So we don't, there's no fucking running. There's no jumping, no jumping, no, not a single stunt. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he took that jacket off and put on the thing really, really well, like, uh, effortlessly. Uh, yeah, so really not much. No, there was no no drunken monologues. I'm trying to think what other my new He didn't do are. any
1: like crazy Tom act either. Yeah, like, yeah. Like he was very reserved and controlled which was the part. Yeah.
0: Very controlled. Yeah. His hair was also like it was very Republican. Oh. Like he goes to the, the Republican hairdresser in DC and they all get that same fucking bit of a wave haircut the perfect part. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. He also like as in 2007 he didn't look I don't know I'm just thinking like what he looks like in 2010 because that's like really peak Tom Cruise hotness. He actually Actually, looked his age a lot more than he normally does in this
1: movie. Like, I don't know if that's how it was shot, possibly because yeah, it's just. Tom I C- mean, maybe it's also that the Republican way of dressing kind of makes people look older. Yeah, <laughs> boring and stuffy, conservative kind of. Yeah, and the haircut as well is also has like this air of like an older man
0: because mm. right. they mentioned his like they talk about nineteen sixty eight and she's like six years old when it was nineteen sixty eight. That's exactly the same. That's exactly what Tom Cruise actually was in that time. Yeah. So he was definitely he wasn't playing a younger man or anything. He was playing a himself. Man. Exactly his age. Alright, so very few Tom Cruisesms in this movie. Uh, yeah, so I think the only thing that's left for us is that we just rate the movie and we're what, gonna do it out of fives.
1: What what rating system could we possibly? Okay, use? They're, they're, they're gonna have to think about. It's nothing even fucking funny. Oh god. One <laughs> <laughs> one baby blue eyeball. <laughs> one Robin Bradford baby blue eyeball. <laughs>
0: Of a potential five baby blue eyeballs. Yes, there's less. <laughs> just Cyclops. rolling on the table.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: someone just opens their hand and these eyeballs come rolling out. They were very blue. Like, yeah, the so most blue. blue. Like, he's wearing one of those, I oh, don't know what that word for denim, that denim fabric, but
1: which made his eyes pop. pop. Like, I could have liked it. The politics, in many ways, aligns with my own. Not totally, but in many ways. And I fucking, I hated it. And not just because Tom Cruise was in it. No, no, the, the Tom Cruise was not the worst part of the movie. <laughs> he was actually probably one of the better parts, yeah. being an awful person.
0: Yeah, like he was doing a good job of being a dick. Uh, okay, my review be one hideous Hawaiian shirt on fire. <laughs> Out of five. Yeah, well, we've talked a decent amount of time for a boring movie about garbage that we're not interested in. This definitely couldn't have been a two-parter because no one would have hung around for the second part. It's oh. <laughs> just some movies, even if we talk ages about it, like I just, there's no way I can cut that in half because you're just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm just going to skip the second half of that one, hey. So uh, thank you if you stuck around for that. Normally I say, yeah, watch this movie for like this. Don't watch this movie unless you've got nothing else to do. Maybe your dad might like it, but even then, even yeah. if your mum, like mine, loves Robert Redford, I don't think mum
1: would. Be like, this is a a movie for boomers,
0: yeah. And even boomers, I think, would be bored, yeah. So, yeah, so it's no fucking what are some good dad movies like The Fugitive, yeah. I love dad movies, Indiana
1: Jones. (laughs) Wait, that's like that's for everybody, (laughs) Air
0: Force (laughs) One, and like uh, (laughs) the the president's in danger and he's gonna save the day. Are you a bad enough dude to
1: (laughs) rescue the president?
0: Okay, well, um, we're going to have a mini-sode for next week, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, Heather, where can we find you
1: in the rest of the world? Well, I go by Hacklock online and I have also a podcast now as well yes, that I do. can Yes, you do, that about. you didn't
0: have last time. You no, wrong.
1: I was so inspired by <laughs> your podcast and a wonderful time that I started my own. Well, not totally my own. I have a co host. It's called Online Mole Patrol. Uh, myself and Brinal Butts, we talk about incidents from internet history, is probably the best way to describe it, and also just other crap. It's great. So, if you've been on the internet and you've seen
0: like weird, dramatic shit that's happened on internet forums and stuff that's made you laugh, but it's really hard to talk about with other people because if they had, didn't see it, they're like, oh, why the fuck are you talking about this? Yeah. Yeah. There's
1: been a lot of, like, if you were on live Journal and MySpace and everything. And yeah. So, if you like, I want to talk about the things that aren't really documented very well that happened online um so not like this is when the internet was invented and who invented it none of that stuff more like myspace drama or forums drama like
0: like this person who was popular on buzzfeed did this fucking whack thing and (laughs) then every the whole internet erupted but only the the part of the internet that's into that
1: particular aesthetic or that particular because so much happens online that you know can affect people very much but only a small little corner of the internet is aware of it so yeah
0: even it still happens now I've just been reading about all the Lolita drama that's happening at the moment about racism in the Lolita community and so few people would know like barely even know what Lolita is and yeah it's, it's wild like yeah I'll talk about that with you later But that sounds great yeah, it's, I uh, mean it sounds
1: terrible yeah. but please tell me about it Uh,
0: yeah so definitely look at, I'll put it in the show notes But uh, online mole patrol it's a very good podcast I highly recommend it Um, for me Twitter Tom Cruise Review or Instagram Tom Cruise Reviews with an S on the end if you need to just check my website it's Tom Cruise reviews.com with all the info you need in the meantime stay tuned for our mini so next week otherwise we'll catch you later bye (laughs)